Welcome to another edition of CHP Talks. We are here today with return guest, uh, Tanya Gaw. And uh, Rod, why don't you give her a little introduction and we're gonna be talking about what's happening in BC uh, coming up very soon. Well, Tanya Gaw is one of the movers and shakers in the lower mainland of British Columbia and in uh, Surrey with Action for Canada. And uh, I know that uh, you've been in encouraging, inspiring, motivating, and educating uh, a lot of us in the movement, uh, pastors, leaders, and uh, the body of Christ uh, across uh, this province, as well as many people who maybe have no particular uh, religious affiliation, but who are just sick of what's going on in society, sick of being pushed around by a top-down bureaucratic socialistic uh, tyrannical government uh, that is using COVID as an excuse. So I know you've been busy today on the phone and on Zoom calls, and I wonder if you could bring us up with the, with the latest uh, that's been going on in your world. Sure, Rod. Well, thanks. Uh, good. First of all, it's just always great to be here with you guys. I love it. And yeah, it's been a very exciting uh, few days and past months. Uh, back in September on the 13th, I went to one of the Vancouver rallies and I just want to put a plug in. There's going to be another huge rally on this coming Saturday on December 5th from 12 to 4. And I'll be speaking. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, a celebration of Christmas. So come out and join us. And so back in September, when I spoke, uh, we had uh, announced that we were going to be taking legal action against the BC government in response to these extreme measures and specifically COVID, uh, uh, Bill 19, uh, which most people don't even know that was passed. In the, in the legislature back in July, and it's described as the most draconian legislation uh, constitutional lawyers have ever seen. Mm. And uh, so there was no sitting around and doing nothing and writing letters anymore, thinking that we would be able to have an impact. And of course, that's what uh, you know, why we were established as an organization was to educate people and then encourage them and equip them to take uh, to take action via letter writing campaigns, petitions and getting out there and rallying. And when we heard about this bill and all these emergency orders and everything shutting us down, we thought, well, you know what, we're done with letter writing and we're done with petitioning this government. It's become very, very aware that they don't care about our constitution. They don't care about upholding our rule of law and they're going to do exactly what they want to do. And they've been pushing at the federal level and provincial level through whatever legislation they've wanted to. And it's time to stop that because we were founded on Christian principles. Those Christian principles are embedded in our Magna Carta. That rule of law means something. And unless we're going to stand up and, and take ownership of that, we will completely relinquish it to this government at the rate that it's going. So we thought it was incredibly important to get uh, legal action going. We retained Rocco Galati, and we have a whole lot of money to raise, but I'm very happy to say that we're at 38% of the funds needed. When we reach 50%, that is when we put things into high gear. And I anticipate, based on some things, that as of this Friday, we'll be in that position. And Bonnie Henry and John Horgan and uh, Adrian Dix and the rest of them are on notice. We are coming for them, and they are going to have to answer in a court of law. They're going to have to provide evidence to support these extreme measures, and we know 100% they don't have that information. So we're feeling very good about the position that we're in. Well, we were saying earlier, uh, Peter and I were chatting earlier, that uh, 
you know, it would be nice if we thought that this government, both the provincial and federal government, if, if they really cared about every single human life as they pretend to, and yet uh, they're, they don't mind killing, you know, 15,000 babies a year in British Columbia or 100,000 across the country. They don't mind uh, pushing Angelina Ireland and the Delta Hospice Society to uh, become an institution where they kill old people. Uh, mm -hmm. instead of a palliative care institution, which they are. So this government, is, it's a hip, hypocritical stance to say that, oh, they're really concerned about human lives. Uh, what they are concerned about is uh, uh, forcing the rest of the province to follow their uh, edicts. And uh, it, I'm glad you're, you're stepping up to the plate here to uh, hold them to account. Well, and, and this is where it's come to, right? And, and it's not just any kind of government. This is, a, this is very evil, what we're up against here. Uh, this is, uh, I would even go so far as to say it's a demonic battle. And our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And, uh, you know, so for our fellow Canadians that are filled with fear and um, are complying to all of these measures, fear is not of God that is of an enemy. And so by us complying as Christians, by going out and wearing the mask, which 100% does not work, there is no peer-reviewed studies on their side to say mask works, but we have great peer-reviewed studies by top scientists, doctors, you know, these people know, they've done the studies and they say masks are useless. COVID, so-called COVID, because it has not been identified or isolated, is a um, illness. There is an illness, there is a virus. Certainly like every year there's a virus, coronavirus, people get sick with the flu. But this particular virus has been hard on the lungs and it is an aerosol sized particle that um, is, is the problem with this virus. And so with masks, masks don't cover aerosol. So when you say I'm wearing this mask for others, well, if another person have a mask on and those masks, why wouldn't that person be protected? We really need to think critically about what we're being told. Uh, the PCR testing, all you're hearing from the government is cases, 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 increased cases. Well, that those cases of, um, of positives are coming from the PCR testing. And this was something that the inventor himself said was never, ever, ever meant to test for coronaviruses or so-called COVID. And the reason is, is that um, if you went to the doctors and you are genuinely sick and you have to have antibiotics, they say, okay, you're actually sick and you know, you need antibiotics, but we'll do blood tests too to make sure nothing else is going on. So they would send that blood sample over to the lab and they may do a PCR test and they put it at an amplification to test that, that sample, whatever, whether it's, you know, the nose samples or blood samples. And when they test it, there's a, a device that you turn up the amplification and that could be up to 30 to see if this, uh, say this molecule or whatever is present. And that's all fine. But what they're doing is any amplification higher than that will find a similar molecule almost in every single person. So if you had COVID coronavirus last year, if you had a flu shot and that had, because a lot of times they'll put a bit of the virus in there, they say is that's what the vaccine will do um, and it will help you fight it. So if you had that, molecule already in your system, when they turn this up and, and the amplifications are turned up, then they will 100% find that molecule in you, most likely 100% near it. And then you get this positive. 
So they're setting it at 40, 43, 45, which it was never intended to do with the intent that that will increase the number of false cases. So now the news is on it. Bonnie Henry is on it. People are panicking because, oh my goodness, the cases are going up. But when you video like I did, I walked into the emergency rooms and I videotaped them. They're empty. When Bonnie Henry is talking about our elderly in the homes, you know, that 87 or whatever percent are elderly that are dying. Well, you're right. Every single year they're at risk with the flu. And that's why we take precautions. It's no reason to isolate them completely. And are you treating them with hydroxychloroquine? Because that's known very effective. So we got a lot of deceptions that are going on right now that we want to ask our fellow Christians, our fellow Canadians, whether you believe or you don't believe, you must believe in fact. You must believe in science. And one last thing, the media and the government have conditioned everybody almost like we're in a cult that they need to focus on the 0.00.03%, whatever that number is. They're hyper focused on that number. And what I'm challenging you to do Every chance I get an interview, I'm right now, I'm begging you, please start focusing on the 99.7%. Please focus on the millions of Canadians who are out of work right now and don't know whether they can pay their mortgage or their rent or provide for their family. Focus on the 100,000 Canadian business owners who have had to forcefully close their businesses permanently. They worked a lifetime for this. Focus on the elderly that I just spoke about who are forced to die alone with nobody holding their hands from natural causes in old age, not COVID. And then think about our youth who are being... Um, physically and emotionally, psychologically abused by saying that if they don't use hand sanitizer properly, if they don't wear a mask, that they could be responsible for the death of their parents or grandparents possibly because they don't put a mask on. And I want you to understand, they are at the lowest, lowest risk of even getting this virus and they are asymptomatic, which means they don't even get or, or they can't spread it. But you as parents and grandparents are allowing our kids to be psychologically abused like this. What a weight for them. They're kids. We are their greatest advocates. We need to step up and we need to protect them and we need to put a stop to this. And that's why we're going to court. So, well, well good to hear. I'll just, <clears throat> sorry, Rod. Well, I'm just going to, uh, I won't ask another question until Peter uh, comes in here. So go ahead, Peter. Oh. Um, you know, I was just going to say, just in terms, just quickly in terms of asymptomatic, that means that you're not displaying symptoms. It means you could technically spread whatever you have, but just a quick correction there, um, just for the record. But, um, Thank you. But the um, yes, but the but the point, the larger point of focusing on on um, the problems that are being caused by the measures and by the government um, not focusing on the bigger picture and being so hyper focused, as you said, on one thing. That's that's something that we need to stress to our fellow Canadians, as you said, um, whether or not they're um, um, just out of human concern for each other. Um, we, we must not lose the fact that, you know, the things that bind us together as a civilization, and we're so in danger of that right now. Mm -hmm. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you, all of us, all of you who are listening. And we hope that you will join us again for another edition of CHP Talks. And uh, God bless you all. Yeah, it's just, uh, just before we close, it's the mandatory aspect of all this, the coercion yes. that we're feeling. And, and of course, Peter, I'll mention again, 
that uh, you're going to be on Parliament Hill on, on Friday, uh, speaking on the topic of a, a different topic, but the C6 anti-conversion ban, anti-conversion therapy ban. And uh, that's where the government is, w without even the excuse of COVID, they are wanting to coerce Canadians. They compelled speech or compelled non-speech. They want to interfere with the rights of Canadians to speak the truth to uh, their families and, and friends. And for people who are suffering from some kind of uh, gender confusion who want help, uh, that's going to be a, a hindrance to them getting the help that they need. So anyway, uh, just another aspect of this top-down government uh, intrusion on the lives of Canadians. Uh, Tanya, we thank you for standing up for uh, the rights of Canadians. Uh, we think of churches that are, are locked down or suffering under lockdown, people that are suffering in the old folks' homes and don't have their family close by kids that are being forced to wear masks that uh, probably are doing no good. So uh, thank you for the work you're doing. Keep it up. And uh, we look forward to hearing what takes place with this uh, court case that you're involved in.